Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Cameron Foster. Cameron is a head coach at William Penn University. Cameron was named the Heart of America Conference Coach of the Year. Cameron, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, Abby, but I've known you. I've moved to Utah for years ago. I have the pleasure of competing next to you and with you, man, so we definitely miss you out this way. Um, but first off, phenomenal performance at the Masters. Uh, you did make the cut, made a few of you, made it past a few matches, so big and crash to you there. Um, I did bowl that tournament as well, and as I can uh, attest to that, they were very difficult. So what were some of the things that led to your success at the Masters? Uh, for me, it was I honestly just I was able to match up right away. Um, on the fresh, I ended up finding actually a pretty good look for games one and two using my gem, just kind of not giving the pocket away. And then as they opened up, I just kind of moved left with a bigger ace in pearl with my uh, dark coat and just was very good at keeping the pocket in play and making my spares. I mean, spares was, as you know, huge in that tournament. I mean, when it's mm-hmm. very low cut scores, it is spares can make or break you. And actually one of the games, I think it was game two of uh, day or game two of day one, I had my first all spare game ever in my life and I did it in the Masters. So <laughs> no better time for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was 180 on the nose, so that lets you know how good the count was. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the Masters, is that a tournament you try to bowl every year, or was something, were there special circumstances that led you to be out in Vegas, and you're like, why not give it a try, or what What was the thought process on you shooing up and bowling at, uh, at the Gold Coast? Um, so the last two times I bowled it, I actually won my spot, um, I won the city all events in Utah being there. Uh, so they pay for your entry into the master. So that's how I did it. My last two times is just took advantage of that free entry. Obviously got to pay my cost and everything to get there. But when it's a $500 entry, you kind of have to take advantage of that. Awesome, um, and so what would be, you know, it's tough, you know, you're in a position where you're head coach of a successful university and able to find success on that stage. I mean, guys are out there doing that for a living. I mean, that, you know, they do days and days out. And someone of your caliber to make the cut out there, what does it take for, for someone like yourself to find success as a head coach of a program and, a, you know, to make the cut at one of the premier tournaments in the country? Um, I, honestly, the success comes from just the years of experience that I got from college bowling in itself. I mean, bowling for William Penn back in the day, just I got a lot of experience from that that I got to carry over. Um my game was fortunate enough to stay sharp enough to where I, when I don't get to bowl that often, I still was able sharp enough to be able to go compete in that event. It's just mentally throughout the week, it's definitely started. My mental game started to diminish quite a bit, but physically I was there just mentally. It's a, a whole new level of respect on what those guys do in day out because it's a, it's a mentally draining process. <laughs> And when it comes to some takeaways that you're able to take back to your team and apply them when you're coaching next season, what are they and, and how are you able to use, uh, use this as a learning experience for yourself on the lanes and then also for your team uh, moving forward? 
Um, so one thing for sure is I've, I've been preaching this since I've been here coaching is spares. I mean, spares make or break anybody and a team. I mean, we just this year alone, we've had spares hurt us in a lot of events where we, if we weren't making them, we weren't competing. So that's one of my big key takeaways. And that's one of the things I bring from my own experiences. I preach to the team is just spares can make or break you. And then just learning mental tricks. I mean, I forgot about the mental tricks myself, not being able to compete as much as anymore. So we actually, this year we implemented a little bit. And we're going to start implementing a lot more as classroom sessions um, to, you know, help our team prepare better mentally. Because as we all know, our game's 90% mental and 10% physical. And anybody will tell you they don't practice their mental game as we should. So that's one thing we're trying to do a lot more here is, really start implementing good mental tricks and things they can work on to just so they can just go out and bowl and not have to think about it. When it comes to missing a spare, what what are some of your thoughts as to what happens? Is it, you know, there's a whole myriad of, of things that could happen, but what do you see with your team as, as a reason that maybe your spare game or someone's spare game gets a little bit off? So one of my like key indicators, if it's like during a match, I mean, a lot of it to me is it's most likely pressure, and they just they're just thinking about it. So if they're not, if they just don't trust their process and they're getting too ahead of themselves, it's very easy just to completely whiff a spare. I, perfect example for me is I did that in the Masters, going into the last two games of qualifying, I flagged a two pin by a mile, and it just literally is my mind getting ahead of myself, thinking like I could make the cut. So if you lose focus and concentration. Bears aren't a gimme at all. You still have to focus and concentrate on it. So I would say that's one of the big things. The other, if they're missing a lot, then I just try to start looking at um, things in their timing that could be throwing it off. Because I know for me, if my spare shooting is completely off, then most likely it's something in my footwork or my push away that's really throwing my game off. And you're a great example for those players because I feel like, you know, a lot of those guys, if they do want to, you know, bowl on find success past college. I mean, you're an alumni from the university. You're, you're, you know, made multiple runs, you know, at the U.S. Open or the Masters. And so you're really living proof of those players. So how often, if ever, do you use your experience as a player to maybe coach the, coach your kids, coach your athletes to, um, to make them better, better as well? Um, I honestly try to use it a lot as the hardest part for me is being able to teach it. Like sometimes I can't, I don't know how to explain to teach what some of the things I do. So that's where I start with the basics like spare shooting and then start working in the, the tricks later on, you know, like just trying to be softer with it or being able to pick up your speed without muscling it. Like those are things that it's, it's been a learning process for me as a coach trying to teach them how to do those things. So right now that's probably been my biggest challenge as a coach is being able to you know, teach them the things that I've learned over my 25 years of bowling. Well, I definitely can see you found some success in that, being the Heart of America Conference Coach of the Year. So, you know, big kudos to you on that, and congratulations to, to that title. So, you know, someone on the outside watching, I definitely say big congrats for that. And uh, I can see what you're doing has been quite successful thus far. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then, I mean, the one thing I always say, like even when I was – a player is like I always give the credit to the team as like I don't get those awards without my team so it's it's them putting in that time and dedication and trusting me as their coach to do what we do and trust our process it's I don't I, we don't do these things without their trust 
and you guys are also preparing. You have the ITCs are coming up. How, how, what is your mindset going into those? Do you practice, prepare any different? Is there any any difference, or is it just another tournament? How do you handle uh, going to uh, you know being out there and, and being one of the sixteen teams to make it? So the, the last two weeks, I mean, I was obviously gone last week for their practice session, but what I had um, my wife do, she's the assistant coach, or not my assistant coach, sorry, she's the head coach for the women's team, um, but I had her basically having the guys practice drills and spares. Drills, basically, you know, to keep their physical games in check and just getting that muscle memory in there. So when we get to ITCs, it's literally, again, we just trust the process and, boom, we don't have to think about those those little timing things that we've been trying to think about, just going out and bowling and not thinking about it. And then, yeah, 100% spares. That's all we did this week as well. Is I put out different patterns for them to bowl on, so, they'd be re- so they left different vari- variations of harder spares and things like that. But I think spares has always been my – the last two weeks has 100% been my main focus for them because we almost didn't make it to ITCs due to missed spares. So um, I keep re- reiterating to them, spares, spares, and spares. <laughs> I like to hear that a lot, especially someone coming from college and being a player as well. So, you know, what is, I guess, outside of spares, if anything, is there one key tip or one thing that you guys are are looking to complete well at Nationals um, as you guys are competing? Um, Just getting out to a hot start. um, That's one thing our team's kind of struggled on. We, We kind of start off slow depending on how patterns play. Um, one thing, our center, we kind of have a diff- disadvantage of practice is we're our wood center right now. So we're used to a lot of friction. So when they're really tight to start, we struggle a little bit. I mean, we try to you know, model different patterns to work well on the wood, but it's just been so hard. So that's kind of our t- key right now is just try to get off the hot start and not dig ourselves in any holes. And just since it's all going to be match play, it's just try to apply the, the pressure first because that's that's where you gain a lot of advantage. That's, I think that's one of our key, key successes on why we made it out of um, sectionals is we got to the last four games. We started before the other teams that were right barely ahead of us, and we came out firing with 240 out the gates, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're watching us and we're not watching them anymore. So I think that helps a lot. Apply the pressure first. And what you mentioned coaching with your your wife there, I believe me and Steve may have did a podcast with you early, like maybe when you took the job there at William Penn, if, if I remember correctly. But can you talk about that relationship and how it, how it works for you guys and how you're able to make it work coaching together, being together a lot of the time now, frankly, you know, from on the lanes to off the lanes and, and how you guys, like I said, obviously you're making it work and you're not only just making it work, it's a, a successful for you guys as well. Yeah, no, um, it's been, I, I'd say right off the bat, it was a challenge for both of us because we both have our, you know, our different ideas and different things we want to do, but we learned to, as the year went on, started working well together on bouncing ideas off each other's heads. We actually had an assistant, um, graduate assistant that came back and she was, she's been very helpful and been able to bounce ideas um, as far as like, uh, you know, juggling our outside bowling life together. That's been a challenge for us as well. I mean, we got two kids, so we're always fighting on what we're doing with them. There's been a couple of times they've come with us on bowling tournaments and we just have someone meet us there that babysit them. Um, but I mean, it's been a great overall experience getting to work alongside with my wife. We were hesitant at first, 
but actually it's it's been awesome like we've learned a lot from each other even i mean all these years we've been married six years now and even all these years we're still learning a lot from each other so it's it's been an awesome experience that's amazing to hear i love we love hearing stories like that and for the final question cam as cameron foster uh what would it mean to you and the program to find success at the player level and now years later find success as a coach so what would it mean for you guys in this program to go and and have a chance to win a national championship for the program honestly it would mean it'd mean the world to us i mean we came from you know like this, this program started like we were here basically when this program started so just seeing the success this program's had over the years we've always been staying in touch and watching as alumni and getting a chance to be a part of that i mean if you know, if we get a chance to make that run, you know, beating your Wichita's, your Weber's, um, all those big schools that, you know, they get the chance to bring in those big name talents where we're just, we're just trying to bring in a bunch of good talents that aren't necessarily, you know, your Spencer Roll Barges or your uh, Ryan Barge and like that. But we've still got a really good group of kids that they've proven over and over they can compete with the best of them. So that would it'd mean the world just to help keep William Penn basically on the map. I mean, sometimes we are overlooked by those bigger programs, but I think we've proven over the years we're kind of that small force to be reckoned with, just always hiding in the shadows, and we come out when the time matters. (laughs) Cameron, I want to run something by you. So not too long ago we chatted with Brent Boho, and and, um, he had some interesting advice, I thought, when we asked him about um, what advice he has as someone who graduated bowling in college. And and he had said – for him, it wasn't good. He couldn't go to a team and be the best player on that team because he didn't think it would be, it wouldn't fit his game and his personality. I'm curious as to your thoughts on that and how you motivate some of the the the, the guys and, and maybe you can and, and gals athletes on your team that are the better players are maybe your top one or two. How you keep them motivated on the team? Just because they maybe maybe their skill level, maybe their their natural ability is a little bit higher than the others who have to work on their game a little bit more. So basically, like the thing that I always work with because I've got a couple of them is just you know working with those guys that might not have that you know because they they understand a hundred percent we are a team and they know you know this isn't an individual thing on a college level i mean i know there's those individual wars all america things like that but you don't get where you're at without being a team player i mean i was on a team that proved that we had a bunch of individuals and we didn't go very far so we were top four team in the country and didn't make it out of sectionals and it just i think being a team and having all that team chemistry is 100 percent. and i have a group of kids that understand that and so what they do is i basically just tell them you know help the younger guys help the young kids they look up to you. They understand that, you know, they have the knowledge that they might not have. So they're, they're very unselfish on that part. And, you know, and they understand if the team doesn't perform, they don't sit there and say, well, I did this and I did that. It's like, no, they said, we, we as a team lost. Like, so that's something that I would hundred percent. I agree with Brent Bow is, you know, this is a team. You got to put the individual side apart. And, you know, if you perform well as an individual, great, but you're there for your team. I'll go back to my uh, junior uh, senior year same thing I might have had a great individual year I guess if you want to call it but I was doing it for my team I was never looking about how I'm bold for myself so as always I'm here for my team I don't care what I do individually best part of college okay. going is the emotion uh, is the emotion you know my favorite thing to say I've said it before and I'll say it again 
you're crying at national whether you win and whether you lose because you know it's team bowling and i say you know one of the best things that you come to college bowling is the best team wins regardless of talent regardless of players it's the best team that can come together you know throughout the season uh but cam thank you so much for joining us man like i said we have a relationship on a personal level and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on and it's amazing amazing to see you find success uh you and your wife find success with the team we wish you nothing but great things and all the best of luck out there at icc nationals awesome thank you again for having me and i look forward to seeing you out there